0: Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022, and this is episode 60. Holy God. I'm your co host, Pete. And with me, as always, is my very good friend, Howell. Hey, buddy.
1: Oh, shit. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. Yeah. All yeah.
1: right. Do you, do you, are you sentimental for Christmas? Absolutely. The holidays? My Totally. My kids, or my 11-year-old, has recently begun expressing similar sentiments about Christmas about the holidays and how she like, she needs it to be snowy and cold and, um, um and she loves ding that those are the things that you need. Yeah. To, those are the things. And she was like, we were, we were in Thanksgiving or over Thanksgiving, we were in Florida. She's, and they had Christmas trees up. She was like, Oh, this is not You can't, you can't have Christmas in Florida. <laughs> so um, she's a snob yeah. is what you're saying. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I love this time of year. Um,
0: yeah, me too.
1: And it's just something magical about it. And um, this year has been a pretty good. It seems it seems like it's been a good. Some Christmas seasons or holiday seasons go faster than others, but this one seemed to be a good a good pace. I'm enjoying enjoying it. Are your you and your family and your kids into it?
0: yeah i mean the kids are for sure i mean we came from tonight the kids had their christmas uh i called it a pageant it's not a pageant it was like where they they get the whole school and each grade sings a song um in the church and uh it was it was nice i didn't even know the kids were like rehearsing these songs like because they don't ever talk about what they do at school every day you ask them like what happened at school today and they'd be like nothing and you know of course there was like choreography and stuff and I mean, not crazy choreography, but like they still had to make you know uh, coordinated yeah. movements with their classmates. Um, but it, I think both that kids was actually or just your oldest. Um, my seven and five year olds. Um, oh, so the three year olds both had something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My three year old, who's in pre K three, they don't have. They don't let the little little kids do do anything because they'd probably not do it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. They but outside of like. Definitely would not do it. But Teddy was my oldest has been helping me like he helped me put out the Christmas lights a few weeks ago. And, you know, they they yeah, love nice decorating the tree.
1: Yeah, they love yep. decorating the tree
0: and all that stuff. So
1: we for a couple of years would go out to the close to Wisconsin and cut down our own tree. And I think now and that was pretty fun for the kids. But now the kids are like getting they're like, let's just go to Home Depot and get a tree. And <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It seems you. like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it took a lot of work from dad and a, it took a long time and I'd rather be lying on the couch watching basketball on a, on a Saturday. So, 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 uh,
0: That's my chainsaw um, sound. It's horrible. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sing it, Johnny.
1: That one's actually Andy Williams. Oh, uh, oh whatever but uh anyway good song good good season happy to be here um uh yeah almost ready for break myself mm-hmm. going to take take basically 10 days off which will be nice so we got to get this podcast in before we do before we leave of course Cause next time we do this from utah before
0: but yeah um, yeah, but you know, it'll be it's it's always difficult when you know one of us is traveling, so this will probably be the last one, and then we'll say hello to everybody in 2023.
1: Well, it's a good thing you chose the theme for this week for this evening. I
0: know, so, I know. So our theme for all our listeners uh, is yes, the top stories of 2022. I came up with actually, wow, I didn't realize that I came up with 22, not not to sit, not to try and have some sort of like synergy with the year but um that's just what i came up with 22 and a half 22 and a half but um the
1: top 22 stories of 2022 from peter photos yeah Yeah.
0: um did you Um, want to talk about how we how many did you come up with well
1: i didn't i i mean i so what i did was i have two stories but i have (laughs) I have four. What well, you said, you said, and I know time, I did. You know, I did come up with two to three, and I and, did. I mean, there's no way we can talk about 22 stories.
0: So no, I two no, stories and we that won't
1: I intend to discuss a little bit, and then I okay. have some runners up, which I will just quickly mention and not. Um, but how I came up with them was, um, I will. I'm afraid to click on a link while we're we're talking because my computer is from 1874. And may shut down, but mm. this this um, site, Morning Consult, which does a lot of political related uh, research and polling, um, had an article on the most seen, read, and heard stories of 2022. And so I looked at that list, um, and came up with my stories. My most important stories now, um, I don't think it necessarily matched what was most seen, heard, or read, but what I thought were the most noteworthy, uh, at least for our podcast stories of the year. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, that was my methodology. Um, and, and, uh, I thought that was a decent way, you know, like what are, what are, what's on people's minds? What's, what's, what are people interested in reading and hearing about, um, so, you know, it's not just like um, esoteric stuff or, um, you know, stuff from some obscure Twitter deep dive. But yeah, mm. that's how I did it. What about yourself? It's,
0: it's a good plug for uh, Morning Consult. I was actually one of the original um, subscribers to their newsletter years and years and oh. years ago because I at the time I was good friends with their founder, Michael Ramlett. Um, he's done we well for himself, in, I think. Yeah, he was a health policy guy, and uh, he was working at one of the uh, 501c. They were technically a 501c4, but he did policy work, so they did kind of lobbying, but also policy um, focused. And um, he, Morning Consult was kind of like a side gig for him, and yeah. now it's worth now it's worth over like a billion dollars, and he's <laughs> got a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> so. I haven't again, talked to him in years. You but...
1: By your peers,
0: I know, um, I know. I, before, I haven't talked I to him, him in years, before, but good dude.
1: Before we jump into our stories, mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. I just ask you um, what do you think is going to happen with Kevin McCarthy? When is that vote? Well, we, I, I just don't know when we're going to. Um, I don't know if we're going to. Isn't it like right after the New Year or something? So yeah, it's we may not, it's... We may not chat again before because I won't be back until the the eighth. Um,
0: let's look it up real quick while we're chatting yeah, I forget I don't think so you know last pages. time we
1: spoke, uh I mentioned that you know off the wall theory that maybe a you know some moderate Republicans would would uh entertain a Democrat as a speaker or mm-hmm. even or even someone who is not a member of the House of representatives um, <clears throat> and it seems like that's less. It's still unlikely, but less unlikely than it was two, two yeah. weeks ago because he's had, he's had, he has this group of five House members who said they will, under no circumstances, vote for him. And that will keep him yeah. from getting the, the two to 18 he needs, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So, do you have you heard anything or what do you think? I know we're not giving predictions here, but do you... it would be a real. Shame if, if you know Kevin McCarthy built his career towards getting this polit- this speakership, and then he doesn't get it.
0: Yeah, I think we. I mean, we touched on this in the last episode. So it's January 3rd is when they meet okay. to to vote a new speaker, so, yeah, and actually we won't, the Hill. Talk. No, but the Hill did uh, this thing of least of scenarios that were ranked from mm-hmm. least likely to most likely and the least like mm-hmm. most, the leastest likely one is a Democrat becomes speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they also throw through in, I think they threw in like a non elected member of Congress would be, could be mm-hmm. speaker, um, was the next least likely. And then a moderate Republican wins. A a... Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure like Andy Biggs would, you know, the Congressman from Arizona who's, bat shit yeah. and like Marjorie Taylor green would love that. Um, yeah. Then there's a scenario where like a moderate
1: vote for McCarthy. So she's actually, she actually is in that camp. So it's, it's like, well, he
0: he's, he's giving up everything. Whatever. He's giving the, giving away the farm to try and get this. So he's basically, basically going to neuter the power of the speaker's office just to, so he can be the speaker. Cause that's all he wants in life. So he's already talked about, and he will, um, he will remove, yep. um, from the speaker's power, bag of power, like he, that he can't remove members from committees unilaterally. Um, there's a couple of things I, I can't remember from the top of my head, but, um, th- you know, there's been talk that, you know, a moderate Republican could make it in because they would garner votes from both Republicans and Democrats. There was talk about mm-hmm. maybe McCarthy drops out, um, to, you know, in favor of a consensus, uh, pick, like maybe like Steve Scalise. Um, but, um. I think Kevin McCarthy will be speaker. I think he could probably lose so there's multiple ballots, multiple votes cuz you have to get to that magic number in order to do it. I don't I think he doesn't get it on the first ballot. Um and I think that's mostly so he knows where his place is when it comes to the rest of his caucus that they really don't give a shit about him um or his ambition to be speaker of the house. Um but um well, I'll make be, a uh, prediction
1: on top of your prediction that if he does become Speaker of the House, he won't be Speaker of the House for the whole two years.
0: Ooh. Have you heard something? Have you read no. something?
1: No. I just think that the the way he's going about it, yeah, which is basically to be a in-name figure only, he will have yeah. no real power, that the caucus will – I mean, you've already got moderates – you know fighting back a little bit like a block of 30 was like you cannot get rid of the um uh there's that that one power of like you can call for a one member can call for a call for a vote on the speakership at any point or something like there's something like that that they want some of the more hardliners want installed so they can basically Mm -hmm. recall them at any point and the moderates are like no we can't have that so i just think that if he does get it he'll be so feckless and and powerless that the caucus will run amok and at some point you know it'll just be a headless headless entity you know doing all this stuff that's not productive and there will just be a moment where i think they just like we have to get this shit in order um if we want to have any chance um and so i see that as a very realistic scenario Anyway, I just wanted to. I just wanted to uh, ask that before we got started.
0: Um, um, you should see
1: this operation we have here, folks. It's really high it's, tech. It's amazing. Holding phones up to to microphones. Some um, days I can't right. even believe it. Well, so um, so. How do you want to do this? Because
0: well, I'm going to just run I, through. So the, know, I, we can, I, we could take
1: turns, or we could just do all of yours, the ones you want to talk about first, and then do mine. Um, well,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run through the list that I came up with based okay. on uh, reviewing. Let's hear it. Reviewing my sources. So these are the tw- what I felt were the twenty. Well, I, I was going mean, to only do two or three. But I just kept writing because I thought they were all pretty fucking interesting. Okay, and these are in no particular order. Some of, actually some of this actually goes in chronological order. But anyway, okay. Uh, inflation. I'm sure there
1: will be some overlap with mine, but go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, uh, inflation. Obviously, Russia invading uh, Ukraine. Uh, the Dobbs decision, also known as uh, Roe v. Wade, being overturned. Uh, Queen Elizabeth dying. The world population exceeded eight billion this year. Uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid back in August. Will crowded. Smith, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at oh, the Oscars. Oh, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh,
0: shootings, on and I—you I, could have made these all separate ones, but shootings. So I did Buffalo, Uvalde, UVA, Colorado Springs, and then that Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia. Um, the January 6th committee being convened and doing their thing. Cryptocurrency going to shit uh, multiple times this year. Um. A new Supreme Court justice, uh, the UK Prime Minister of Musical Chairs that seems to happen, have happened a lot this year. Um, Elon Musk buying Twitter, Uh, Benny Netanyahu coming, making a comeback in Israel, Um, which he's just like, he's like a bad penny. He just keeps on showing up. It's amazing. Uh, The midterms uh, with no red wave, Uh, Pelosi finally stepping down. Bob Iger coming back into the fold as a powerful CEO, uh, the Trump organization being found uh, guilty of tax fraud, Brittany Griner being released, the Lockerbie bomber finally in U.S. custody, um, protecting same-sex marriage, uh, and Messi finally winning a World Cup. Those are my top stories was, of 2020.
1: That was. Uh, did you watch any on Sunday? When I
0: watched, watched the whole game. game. My my okay. father and my father in law Teddy and I watched the whole game. It was awesome. It was I thought that first half Argentina put on a clinic of how to move the ball on with one that, or two touches. It was their amazing.
1: second goal. We can, we went back. Owen and I went back and counted it. That it you know uh, it was it was five one touches. Yep. On that and one two touch. The field. And the two touch was by Messi and was still amazing. Yep. yep. It, yeah. Um, because he
0: yeah. had to get around a player to keep to get it to the next guy who yeah. then one touch one touch one touch goal mm-hmm. yeah. it was nuts yeah
1: yeah and it was just great to see like you know to like the aging star and the younger star and they both just kind of lived up to the hype and yeah um you know i I would imagine that some soccer fans were made on Sunday if they weren't already um fans yeah because it's just and you know to see people crying and see how much it means to other people. It was, it was pretty special. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I, am i am glad that should have made my list, but as you were going through it, I was like, Oh yeah, that should be on there. So, um, well, I think you hit almost all of the ones that I have.
0: Um, I picked three that I thought were the biggest of them, like at least for what we talk about. But so uh, do you want to start with yours?
1: Well, so in my runner ups, I had, The honorable mentions I had: midterm elections, Mm -hmm. uh, the Dobbs decision, Mm -hmm. the Queen is dead, um, and then I had the Mar-a-Lago raid, which I don't think you mentioned. I did. Um, Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, right. So you did. You so you, and then my top two, which we can talk about in a minute. You also had as well, Mm -hmm. but um, why don't we just maybe like you, since you have three stories. I only have two. Why don't you start and then I'll do one and then um and maybe they'll be the same. I don't know, but and if, if so we can talk about them together. I mean, I think
0: I mean I the, I think the two I mean in my opinion the two biggest stories of the year just for what we talk what we talk about. This is no way to you know right degrade what other people think. We're not talking um,
1: about Kanye and uh you know Elon Musk buying Twitter. Like, you know, that's not really what we talk about.
0: But No, no. Um, yeah. Although I do think it's funny how... Oh, excuse me. My bedtime oh. reminder just came up over my phone. Everything oh. okay? Uh, the <laughs> it's the
1: most wonderful
0: time of the year. Um, I think... Did you ever see that I Will think
1: Ferrell, the big... uh, Sorry. Which one? Will Ferrell SNL skit where he was singing that song and he's spinning around. And he's like, he's like, it's going too fast. He's singing, singing. And then all yeah. of a sudden he vomits. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen. That. All right. So. Your so stories.
0: the, the two, my, uh, my two biggest stories of the year probably is Russia invading Ukraine and everything mm-hmm. that goes along with that. And then uh, I'm a little surprised that you downgraded. I was going to say Roe v. Wade being overturned, which I wouldn't have put that as a big story when it actually happened. But based on everything that we read after the midterms and how uh, the Dobbs decision motivated a lot of young voters to get out there to basically prevent the red wave, um, yeah. I that's why I give it much more weight it, now than I would have probably three four months ago. It was um, close for
1: me. Yeah. Um, uh. But yeah. So my my most important story was I was the war in Ukraine. So I mean mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to chat about that but like i just think that um from i mean it impacted so much this year yeah um in so many different ways and it impacts the way uh i mean the world was going is going to work for the next foreseeable future um as well and 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 that story is also still to be written as well but like um, I mean, think about you know gas prices. Think about inflation. All all the stuff that's impacted politics here on a daily basis. That was also affected. You know, affected by the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think for me, uh, if if as 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 horrid as it sounds, there has been. Good that's come out of out of the war in Ukraine and things that we can take away positive, uh, in as sorry about that. <laughs> Everything else okay. okay over there?
0: Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that was, but anyway,
1: <laughs> continue. My bad. Um, I mean, well, let's talk. Let's first just talk about Zelensky and the Ukrainian people, mm-hmm. um, and how they have just shown the world you know what it means to be a patriot and what it means to to fight for freedom and and just you know what a i mean it's inspiring and yeah um I agree. and <clears throat> no one thought in 2022 there would be people would still be fighting massive ground wars and if so what it would look like and they're showing that like got they're not only not only are they just badasses but they're also able to do it in a modern way with the help of obviously um the west yeah. uh, but like you know gosh what a what an inspiration what a what you know when just when you think that like the world is lacking for for these type of uh, mentalities and approaches, you see it in the the, the what, what I would say is a very unlikely. No one would have ever thought that they would be the ones that demonstrate this, and the, and they are. Um, and then, just in general, you know, I think uh, you know the Biden administration got a lot of flack, mostly I think for political reasons. At the beginning, not necessarily for real complaints, but I think the Biden administration has shown how you can um, – uh, how, how you can conduct foreign policy in, in these instances in ways that are very delicate um, and protect a variety of interests. Um, they've strengthened – the european alliance against russia and i think it's also probably impacted how what how china looks at taiwan too um so hmm. for me it's just such a important story from the i don't know how many people i didn't do that much research to see how many people have died in the ukraine but i mean just yeah. from that alone it would be probably one of the biggest stories but then all of the different other aspects to the war it's it's clearly been been the most important story in my eyes
0: yeah i'm i'm very curious to see what the what putin's end game is going to be as this rolls into because it's going to be a year in february, february. Sec, like yeah like first or second week of february is when when it all started so what's his what's his end game going to be it's been i i you know watching just regular news like in the mornings and the afternoons not like you know really absorbing a lot about Russia and Ukraine but regular news it just it's fallen off uh, you know it's now it's no longer you know the first or second or third story it's like the fifth or sixth um, you know it did tick up a little bit when there was some attacks on the uh, electrical infrastructure of Ukraine again you know about two week or two ago um, where they were thinking a lot of a lot of Kyiv was going to have to go dark basically because Russia was going to double down and bring, you know, they were massing, like, I forget what the number was like 200,000 troops or something like that. I forget what what they were saying, but um, anyway, the, what, whatever that end game is going to be, that's, I think that will be a story um, and how it all shakes out. But I agree a lot with what you said. I think, you know, it does show the world what can be done. And, and, you know, Zelensky, this former actor who just, I don't know if the world thought of thought much of when, you know, he became president of Ukraine, but it has clearly shown that he is, um, certainly a way more have way more has way more depth than anybody could have ever thought. And, um, certainly is inspiration. I do think it's funny that there's still funny though, that there's still a lot of, uh, you know, crazy mag of people who, um, call Ukrainians, uh, Nazis, and you know, they're they're the fault. So maybe that's, uh, something that, you know, we can dive into the psyche of that at some point on why everybody side A lot of people on the MAGA front sided with Russia, uh, in this whole thing, or at least, um, supported Russia in their conquests, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Putin so. is,
1: is loved, um, uh, by a certain set. <laughs> He's beloved. The, the MAGA set. Um, yeah. I I g I don't I don't know. I everything I've read still is that, you know, and read and listened to is that uh you know that the the Ukraine if they wanna try and take Crimea back at this point, this is, you know, yeah the winter the winter will be telling. Yeah. But um you know this is their opportunity and and I don't know, you know, if Putin lo- loses Crimea then what happens to him at that point does he literally go nuclear or um does he get a palace coup or something I don't know but um there's still as I said there's still a lot to be written for this story and it, who yeah. knows it could it could end up being if it spirals out of control and you know NATO gets brought in somehow then it could be the story of 2023 too who knows let's yeah. hope not though yeah um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, it is interesting how, um, and it's probably just because we're not involved in it day to day. But like, um, it is, it is not the. It's still on the New York Times pretty regularly, but it's not, you know, page one, a one,
0: um, yeah.
1: news anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like we're yeah. following it. Um, but yeah, it's around so. Good choice. I think we both agree there.
0: Absolutely. What was your number two again?
1: Well, so I I hadn't revealed it yet, but my... Oh, oh, ooh. um, But my number two, and you said you were surprised that I didn't have Dobbs on there, and Mm -hmm. I thought hard about it. But um, whereas uh, number one was, you know, I think... In the, the the story of the Ukraine war is you know maybe how you can affect things in in dire situations to be as perhaps as least bad as as they can be. Um, number two is how you can do nothing and um, just continue to allow <laughs> tragedy uh, to occur in this country um... and and. And and it's a personal uh, interest of mine, and is the Uvalde mm-hmm. shooting, mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact that you know we just had the ten year anniversary of Sandy Hook, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> we couldn't even make it to ten years before another set of, I think it was eight, ended up being eighteen kids were, you know, obliterated by um, assault or power, powerful guns. We'll say that, um, that, uh, and I just think that, uh, it's just such an indictment on us as a people. Um, this year, actually the New York times just did a, uh, investigation on it. And this year was the first year that guns were the leading cause of children's deaths in America. um, now that obviously includes suicides and um, and accidental deaths, but uh, and a large portion of them come from, you know, the African American community and are not necessarily school shootings, right. but the fact that we have such a gun gun issue that it is the leading cause of death, and we're so far. Out ahead of every other country in the world on that statistic, um, all is just a reminder to me of of how we failed our children, and you know that we live in a world where our kids have to do um, <clears throat> uh, intruder dr- intruder drills at school, uh, lockdown drool- drills at school, um, and and so for me. You know that When that hit, it was, uh, it was just such a gut punch. And I think, again, it, 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 that's why it was the, the story, second most important story for me. Um, so whereas one was what the U.S. can maybe do has done right, this is what the U.S. is continuing to do wrong in so many aspects. And, and I'm not saying that I know the answers to how to change it. But just the fact that we aren't trying to change it, and there was some gun control uh, legislation that was passed in Congress, and I give, you know, uh, I give them credit for doing something, uh, and maybe it'll help save one death, which is great, you know, But I, I think we got a long way to go um, to come back even to close to where the other countries are with regards to gun deaths. So that was my, my second choice for the story of the year.
0: Yep. Well, and Illinois might actually be um, ground zero for that fight because uh, the General Assembly is going to come back into a uh, lame duck session before the next General Assembly gets sworn in, the, literally the week before, to address um, gun violence um, in, uh, in the aftermath of the Highland Park shooting over 4th of July. And it could be, <clears throat> I mean, I think they're going to over, well, I think the tendency just given that it's Illinois is that they'll, that a lot of uh, gun rights activists will say it's an overstep and whatever they end up doing. I don't know what the, what the legislation looks like right now. Um, I have not read it, so I, I can't speak about it, but um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see that first week of January, um, how much attention that story gets um nationally if any um illinois already has fairly restrictive gun laws and obviously a lot of the guns that come into illinois are coming from other states border states indiana and, and the like so um but um, how much good will it actually do how yeah i mean how much good will this law actually do if if not if it's meant just to if it ends up just restricting legal and good or safe gun owners and not really get at the heart of the actual issues of, you know, gun running and all that stuff and so we'll see it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Um but um yeah, I mean I I toyed with doing that just cuz like I said when I said shootings on my list, I added in yeah. Buffalo, Uvalde, mm-hmm. UVA, right. Colorado Springs the Walmart and I actually I'd I feel bad I forgot about Highland Park. I should have had that in as well, but um Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. So many you just forget that now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm sorry, but also at the end of the day, like you know, it sucks that it takes it it takes instances like that to actually bring to light the issue. When you and I both live in a city where this is the reality for a lot, for a majority of the city, uh, and just because of their race and socioeconomic status, and you know, geography of where they live, and. Through no fault of their own, getting caught in—I mean, there's hardly a week goes by in Chicago where there's not a story about a five-year-old that gets taken out because they just happen to be standing on a street corner where there's a drive-by. Right. Um, Yep. So it's you know, that's what I was. Yeah. My frustration lies in that. Why isn't we hear that because we live here? But that's that should definitely be more of a nationwide story. And I feel like a lot of conservatives or a lot of gun rights activists—well, I'm going to say MAGA people have tried to use that kind of talking point to sort of whatever, like, you know, Oh, you, you you know, you need to go into Chicago or Philly. And that's, that's not the reason why you bring up cities um, and the cities who have issues with gun violence, because it's not exclusive to them. um, But these things are, I
1: mean, uh, I, I think in the statistics I was looking at, it said like, it was like 3,500 kids were killed by guns in, 2022 and almost 1500 of them were were um, African American kids and Mm -hmm. so you know almost half of the deaths were African Americans whereas they make up like 12% of the population so yeah um, uh,
0: so yeah I mean it is in in unpacking that too I mean especially if we're talking more about the south and west sides of Chicago like that's where like the Chicago PD and the Cook County Sheriff's Department they need to do much better job of you know, better PR, better community relations, because nobody will talk to the cops, especially if it's gang related violence, they just will not cooperate. They will not, they'd rather just go get revenge. And that, mm-hmm. that is certainly one sliver of the bigger issue that needs to be dealt with as well. Um, yeah. Where cop, I, I, where I, the police I mean, can actually have a effect change. The,
1: the, the clearest um, sort of, solution quote unquote solution i mean it would not solve this but it would um could potentially help was in recommended from this was that like america just has too many guns and it's like you know there's a reason you don't have knives lie, lying around and when there's you know four year old knives aren't illegal but like a four year old doesn't need to be having having a knife cuz they could have an accident and um, something could happen. So like, you know, it's just the example of like the guy who maybe wouldn't have had a gun normally is at a club mm-hmm. gets in a fight. Whereas if he didn't have, if he didn't have such easy access to a gun, he wouldn't have pulled it out and shot that guy. Cause he wouldn't have had it. So it's like, you know, um, one of those things where America just has too many guns and, um, you know, I'm sure people, be like well they have the right to the guns well sure but like maybe they don't have the right to all the types of guns they have um so uh i i you know i i don't know there was some appetite to do something this year i think in the wake of Uvalde, chris murphy from connecticut has kind of made that his pet thing after sandy hook i just hopeful that you know i don't want to take anyone's guns away i just don't want Six-year-olds to to be um, blown apart by Mm -hmm. by powerful guns. So, forgive me for prioritizing that over someone's right to have a um, to shoot a fun gun. That's it. So, um, those are my stories. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah. What about the rest of yours?
0: I mean, nothing. Nothing. I mean, you actually. I don't. You. You didn't have uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. I I kind of I put that as being pretty significant just because everybody's going so fucking crazy about it. <laughs> I mean, if it gets into a much bigger issue about you know the direction of freedom of speech in this country and who has more of a right to it than and somebody else, and when does it need to be restricted versus not restricted? And I just it's really that's that's been the most interesting thing to me to watch on um, uh, with 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 Elon Musk buying Twitter. Um, it's not, it is a private company, so it is a private company, but it's also, you know, whenever, when he reactivated or allowed Donald Trump to come back and the amount of people who lost their shit over that. Um, but you know, I mean, you can't call Twitter, you know, liberals, especially can't call Twitter, the, you know, town public square or the town square of the modern, you know, internet age, and then restrict who gets to speak. So I, it's just. I just find it funny. Um, I don't care. I don't use Twitter enough to really care uh, at all. But it's I just all these celebrities who are now like killing their profiles or killing or you know taking down their accounts just because Elon Musk purchased them and is willing to let anybody have a voice um, is comical to me. But um, that's the only reason why I thought that story was interesting. And then my other one that I thought was pretty was just predictable. Um, is the all the crypto news that's happened with, you know, Bitcoin basically FTX. lose? Well, Bitcoin lost, I think, like three quarters of its value back in June. And then FTX, of course, you know, in the last month or so. And everybody's, all these people are so shocked that crypto was not a safe, a safe investment or, or like the right place to put their money. Um, not, you know, not to say people who did it, it's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do with your money, but, you know, I... I've never thought of crypto as a as a very uh, safe place to put your – to put any type of funds for long term, um, but. I had some money in there. I'm sorry, but, man. Well,
1: it's fine. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> – it was not life-changing. It could have been if it went up 300%, but uh, <laughs> um, actually, no, it would need to go up a lot more than 300% to yeah. be life-changing. But, yeah, I mean, it was more just speculative.
0: yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I'm also way conservative when it comes to my, when it comes to my stock portfolio. So that's mm-hmm. just my nature. I'm, I'm very, everything risk-averse. in bonds. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, no, no, not really. But like the, you know, blue chip stocks that pay dividends that, you know, are, you know, woven into the fabric of, you know, our society or actually in just any Western society, to be honest, economics like
1: economics and bros.
0: Economics yeah, I mean, and bros. There we go. I, we got a I new have, podcast. Spinoff. I have Pete's, McDonald's stock. <laughs> I have McDonald's yep. stock, and that's a very safe stock to have, especially when there's inflation, especially when there's a down economy. Um, so um, that's why I'm not big into crypto.
1: Yeah. Um, well, did you have any other stories you wanted to talk about?
0: The one thing that yeah, there's one thing that I thought is super. I'm gonna follow, and I can't wait to see how it turns out. Is the new Congressman-elect George Santos of New York? Have you heard about this story?
1: I did. I didn't read. I saw the headline. Oh, not
0: read. It's hilarious. Um what is it? So, he like
1: faked his whole resume or
0: something? So he's like 34. He ran last cycle and got trounced, but then there was redistricting, and he ran against a Democrat, a sitting Democrat in this Long Island seat and won by eight points, just killed him. And he had this great story. He's this, you know, a Brazilian immigrant. You know, his parents were very poor, but he made a ton of money on Wall Street, and he's gay, and um, you know, all this stuff. So he wins the election by eight points and then finally like people start digging into his resume and realize Mm -hmm. that it might all be bullshit um so i'm i can't wait to watch and there's all these you know the democratic party of new york is calling on him to resign their democratic party of new york is calling on congress to um to not seat him in january when at the swearing in oh really yeah which is none of that can be done uh i mean he was duly elected there's no requirement that you you know one of the things is that he actually didn't go to yale or princeton or something like that um and um he might not have even gone to college at all and there's no education requirement to be a member of congress clearly because no. marjorie marjorie taylor green is there um but um but
1: you would feel that like the people who i mean is that just a failure of the fourth estate you know of like the 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 and not only the fourth estate but like you know the democratic party for not the, finding uh, opposition research on this yeah. guy
0: I, di- I mean i worked in upper research in in this is what you do this is this shit that you're supposed to dig up before the guy gets elected um and clearly there was a failure there and it didn't work so i mean voters will have a chance to rectify it in two years obviously but yeah. um i'm just really curious as to what happened i mean I don't think anybody's all that embarrassed. The funny thing is, I think it was either yesterday, it might've been this morning, but it was yesterday. NBC News, uh, I think on their website, put up a a opinion editorial about how this is the, this, like you said, it's a failure of the democratic political, you know, oppo Mm -hmm. machine that they should have caught this and they need to live with it now, which I think is pretty Mm -hmm. funny. So I'm going to follow that story. I think it's hilarious. Um, That's the only one that I'm kind of looking at right now that's happened recently. I am interested to see how with Pelosi now gone and Hakeem Jeffries being the minority leader of the US House, uh how the younger generation is gonna run uh the Democratic caucus. Um, I think that's gonna be very uh fun to watch a nerdy in a nerdy kind of way.
1: I heard they um, renamed uh, a room in the the house for Pelosi.
0: Probably. Yeah. That's pretty standard. I mean, uh, you know, she gets her portrait and I'm sure they probably, you know, first female speaker um hakeem jeffries is has obviously now he has a chance to be the first african-american speaker um and that'll be you know great obviously but um yeah i i got to work uh with hakeem jeffries and his staff a little bit several years ago and i always thought he was very smart and uh a good politician good political strategist policy savvy um so which keeps up with, I think, with a lot of because I think Pelosi, despite a lot of her issues and faults, I think she is very smart and very definitely mm-hmm. politically savvy. Uh, and then Steny Hoyer was always the policy wonk and knew how to navigate things from a policy standpoint. So having the two of those Titans gone, I, which while I think is a very good thing, just given that they're ancient and there needs to be new blood. Yeah. Um, it'll be, I'm very curious to see how they'll, they'll fill those gaps. And I think Hakeem Jeffries is a good place to start. I, and you know, the rest of the leadership team, we'll see how it all shakes out. But, um, yeah, those are my, that's what I'm going to be watching going into 2023. And of course, if you know what happens January 6th, is the justice department actually going to no. follow through on those recommendations, which they probably won't. Um, but we'll see.
1: What about the, um, Who's going to throw their ring in the hat for the
0: Republican nomination? Ron DeSantis.
1: Um, well, just something to watch, right? Yeah, something to watch. I
0: think it's going to be, you know, we talked about this, whatever, last, last show or before, but hopefully it won't be 12, 15, 16 <laughs> candidates. Uh, hopefully it'll be like five, maybe six tops. And then, which is definitely much more manageable from, you know, a nominee standpoint. Um, but I think Ron DeSantis I've, I have been reading a lot about Mike Pence Because he's on this um, book, book tour circuit. I guess Yeah he's mm-hmm. on the book circuit And somebody put out a really interesting statement And I haven't been able to dive deeper into it But they said uh, uh, Mike Pence needs to stop trying to be A Republican for every Faction um, Basically I mean, he's trying to be everything to everyone At all times and that's mm-hmm. not going to work For him because he just can't pull that off mm-hmm. um, So I'm I'm I I, that's, that's something I want to start researching a little bit more and looking into and seeing how that could work out for him. But well, we've got some
1: stuff. We've got some episodes that are coming out for next year. Then we can, we can cover this stuff. So definitely.
0: And I hope we have some more guests. I hope we have some more guests on our show and hang out with us and we'll have find some fun stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah. Hap
0: can talk about, uh,
1: um, telecom. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bring hap um, on to talk about telecom issues and broadband dive and spectrum. In telecom.
1: Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. I so totally forgot about we'll, that. Fi- we'll find some good folks for you coming up. Did you want to um, talk about your your personal favorite story of the year? I know you mentioned.
0: I mean, this was. Uh, I don't know if you agree but 2022 is the year to, that things got back to normal. Um I was I was thinking back when uh we took our kids on spring break to Miami Beach and um we went we were on the plane to Miami wearing masks and on the way home without masks cuz the change mm-hmm. the mandate went you know for especially for airports and airplanes was dropped while we were in Miami. Um so and oddly enough I finally got covid. Um but uh not from that trip but this summer. So those, I mean, that was awesome. And then obviously, you know, going super hardcore, we did, you know, Disney over Thanksgiving, being around countless people. I mean, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Um and coming out of Busiest that. Busiest time without, of the year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And that was great. And then uh yeah, and then I joined a dad band and it's been a good year. I had fun. Twenty twenty two is actually a good year finally. I feel like, you know, I had a lot of shitty years from twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, with the exception of like the birth of two of my kids in that time frame, everything else was just kind of blah or things just didn't feel like they fell into place correctly. It was, Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, but this year felt good. Like the kids were all good. Things were, things moved along. Well, um,
1: had some vacations, had some vacation, you know,
0: professionally, personally, everything seemed to be clicking Um, a lot better than it had in years past. Yeah. How about you?
1: No, I, th- I think in, in some ways it's my my personal highlights would be similar in that I, you know, got to be with my family and see them thrive in certain situations. Like, you know, we traveled with my daughter to soccer tournaments where they did, mm-hmm. they, they performed and to see her, you know, my daughter is better at something at age 11 than I've ever been in my whole <laughs> at anything in my whole life except maybe guitar hero in 2000 and circa 2007. (laughs) Um, But uh, and you know, my son, um, he started travel baseball this summer and his team went undefeated and, and, and just to see him, you know, the way he composed himself out there as a nine-year-old and, and just like was a good teammate and a good and even better person. And, and played hard and just the attributes you want to see your child raising them, right. Your children um, display. uh, You know, that was a real, real treat for me this year. Um, And, uh, you know, my wife has switched jobs and just being, and we both work from home. So we're, you know, we don't, we actually don't talk as much as you would think since we're both home because she's upstairs and I'm downstairs, but like just to see her find kind of, um, a place for herself after kind of many years in the professional wilderness kind of which I caused by making us go to Tel Aviv um, um, 10 years ago now almost 10 years ago now uh, so you know just to kind of see um, that this year we we traveled to Palm Springs for the first time and um, I got out of the country again for the first time and since I came back from Israel, we, we went to Mexico City and mm-hmm. um and uh yeah, got more travel coming up and looking forward to it. So yeah, I think just continuation of twenty twenty three will be or twenty twenty two into twenty twenty three will be will be a good good path yeah. to be on.
0: So, so are you uh you got anything you're into right now?
1: Uh yes, I do. And it's called a, a PlayStation Five. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've talked. You got about you podcasts. got you got it home safely. We, we talked about podcasts. We talked about music. We talked about um, TV shows. So I figured, what's the last last area of Brodom to talk about, which is video games? So nice. I, I got I got a I finally found a PS Five after several years of there being limited quantity. And um, it's particularly I've been playing this game called God of War, which is it's awesome. Um, So uh, my wife can now hate me for the next next few months while I finish that because she hates video games. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I love it. So that's what I'm I'm into. Not that not that people don't know about PS5, but but God of War specifically is a is a good franchise of games if you're interested. So nice. Um, that's what I'm into. What about World yourself?
0: Up. I've been into re my, my what? Your symbols. My symbols. I've been into redesigning my office. Um okay. I've been uh, I've been oddly obsessed about it for the last like like week and a half. Um with work kind of winding down for the end of the year, um, I took it upon myself. I felt I've been I was feeling very claustrophobic in my office, and it's not a very large room. And there was just a ton of crap in here. I've got guitars and drums, and you know, pictures and paintings and posters and furniture and everything in here. And I finally went through and just started throwing stuff away, old papers and files, and taking stuff to the shredder. And now everything's organized and it's a bit it's an open space now, which is amazing. Um, uh, to the point where I'm actually like taking measurements to see if I could turn this into a soundproof room so I could set up my drum set, um, which it I think is gonna nice it, Feels nice if...
1: to, to, to get a project done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still need to find a different storage solution for um, like my bookcase. The one I have now is just way too big um, for this for this room. So I need to find a smaller mm. one. Um, so I like scour Wayfair every day to see if there's something new, and there, of course there's like twenty thousand choices on Wayfair. Yes, um, too many. But um, but yeah, but I'm gonna right. I'm gonna purchase a new drum set in January ish. Um, I'm in the process of buying a couple new snare drums uh, from a guy from a, a professional drummer that I've become uh, uh, friends. Yeah, we became friends. Um. And uh, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's swinging, man.
1: Well, I hope you have a good holidays.
0: Happy holidays to you, man. Happy uh, Hanukkah to your wife. Merry Christmas to you. Merry
1: Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Since I, we opened chat. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, yeah. Moving. Well, 2022 with 60, and maybe we can get to, I don't know, 75 by the end of next year. I like it. That, that'd, be, yeah. that'd be aggressive. We'll see what we can do. Okay. All right. Well.
0: Well, to our listeners, thank you for another great year. Follow us on Twitter, at BrosPolitics get follow us on or listen to us sorry on wherever you get your podcast Apple Spotify and Amazon and we're gonna go to a casino because Matt keeps asking oh yeah
1: that was it. gonna be that was gonna be one of my top stories of the year but uh going to yeah, a casino with you with you <laughs> we did that we did that in 2022 we did. we did so we'll do it some more in 2023 yeah
0: because Matt All really right. wants us to yeah good night buddy good night time, time. No, thank
1: you.